Last week, we invited everybody to participate in the Matthew 25 Challenge, and I know there are a number of you who have not done that, but you're going to get an opportunity to do this week-long experience created by World Vision to pull us into the stories of children and families around the world who are struggling in situations of poverty and injustice. World Vision is serving in about 100 countries, including the United States, doing work like a food and clean water security, disability inclusion, uh, economics, child protection, health care, gender equality, refugee services, disaster response, all of these things out of a response from our Christian faith, being the hands and feet of Christ, like the kids sang for us, in a world that can be really unjust. As we learn about problems in the world, we can be overwhelmed by the needs and feel like there's nothing we can do. We can turn a blind eye and pretend like we don't see. Or worse yet, we can know about these things and simply refuse to do anything. The Bible, however, would have us do otherwise. So let us pray. Holy God, as we long to hear your voice speaking to us, Help us to receive your word through scripture of how you are calling us, your sons and daughters, to share you in the world. We pray this in Christ's holy name. Amen. So Jesus teaches us how we are to go about being in the world, and he gives us this great lesson in Matthew 25, which should sound familiar if you were here last weekend. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. When we help in ways like this, when we reach out to those who need that kind of help, we're serving Christ himself, serving our Lord and Savior. The same Jesus who tells the disciples when they grumble and try to send away a hungry crowd, you remember feeding the 5,000? He says, you feed them. You feed them, disciples. He doesn't say, go shame them because they forgot to stop and pick up lunch or because they couldn't afford to buy lunch. He doesn't chastise the crowd for being without. We don't know the details. We don't know the rest of the story about the unequitable food distribution. But we do know that Jesus entrusted the disciples to be stewards of what they had on hand and see to it that everyone could eat so that nobody went hungry. That is the work that is before us, to be with one another in need and in provision and follow Christ's teaching as we put faith in him into practice. This Matthew 25 challenge we uh, went on came from this teaching that actually begins a few verses before at verse 31. It declares, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left and so for the sheep here who are listening, well done. And for the goats who need to listen, open your ears. The king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. The Matthew 25 challenge gave us an opportunity to realize where we're meant to be responding to Jesus in the world or how we can respond 
This teaching is about not living like the world is now, like we see around us, matters of injustice and oppression, segregation and rejection. The kingdom of the world is the place for goats. The sheep in this passage, the sheep of the good shepherd, are to be about the kingdom of God, blessed and righteous and approaching the throne of our Lord's glory. Can you even imagine that day, the great celebration that it's going to be when we approach his throne? If today turns out to be that day for you, this very day, what does it look like? What do you look like? Are you fluffy and soft like a sheep who's been feeding the hungry, giving water to the thirsty, or visiting and caring for those who are in need? The day of celebration will come for us. And in the meantime, we have a lot of work to do to prepare for it. And so Jesus leads us in that work. He tells us how to do it. He paints a picture for us for how we are to get ready to come to the Lord in his glory. And he lays it out for us in Matthew 25. He says, I was hungry and you gave me food. Day one of Matthew 25 challenge, which started this past Monday for many of us, had us fasting just for a meal, skipping lunch, And praying for those who are hungry and can't just run to the H-E-B to stock up. We did have a few hangry people running around. You know hangry? What that means? Yeah, so hungry that you get kind of, yeah, I'm not fit for public consumption when I'm hungry. So we had hangry people. We had some extra snacking going on a little bit more than usual. We were able to break our fast at dinner time. And this was Carrie's meal. He broke it with some staples around the world with beans and rice. Our sister Anne used this challenge to reach out with food to a woman that she encountered under 183, a woman who had become homeless with her husband because of medical issues and medical expenses. She's also pregnant. When she's not staying with her husband at the hospital, she has nowhere to go, and she and her unborn child are out on the streets. And Anne was able to meet her and make sure that she had some food to get through some of this time. It can be a celebration for us at Bethany that we, as a people here, have a heart for food ministries in the world. We offer food for people who come in for financial assistance. We work at Reveal at the Christian Resource Center and Hill Country Community Ministries. We host a monthly market of fresh food for all. We participate in Mobile Loaves and Fishes and Feed My People. Jessica held up a red bag for you. Each one of you can take as however many bags as you want to feed people for Thanksgiving, to donate meals to kids who were in our local high schools in their families so that they can celebrate a good Thanksgiving meal with healthy food. Food is abundant here for us, and it's a very easy way to get involved to make sure that people in our community have something to eat. One thing for those of us who did the challenge learned on Monday is that children in Zambia might have one meal a day, or they could go two or three days or more with nothing to eat going to bed hungry, getting weaker, suffering from malnutrition. And that's why we work with World Vision. They make it possible for us to help them and their families gain access to food. That's why we sponsor children around the world. Jesus said, I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. Refreshing water was all we were allowed to have on day two of our challenge. And there were a lot of complaints of caffeine headaches. And I know at least one person I will not name who uh, cheated with the Dr. Pepper that day. 
But earlier this year, our students ran a 6K event to raise money for clean water for other communities around the world. You might have seen them around campus wandering through all the buildings. Um, on Sunday, they were doing an inventory of how many clean water sources they could find. They found about 100 just on our campus, places we can easily go to get clean water. Our little kids had the great experience of having to walk to a water source. If you saw the little pools, uh, the little plastic tubs of water, kids have to walk to that water source. They had to fill jugs with water and then carry those jugs of water back. It's a reality for little kids in many parts of the world. If they were going to have any water at all, they have to go get it and bring it back. And often it's not clean water, but water that could make them sick. Our sister Vicki walked a mile to a water source at Brushy Creek to get some water. It's a typical distance for kids without water wells and without plumbing. And plus, going to fetch water could take up to four times a day. There are kids in Rwanda who do that. And on the way, they face poisonous snakes and deadly parasites on the path that attack their legs. Being sick from drinking dirty water also means missing school. Our work with World Vision in Matete began because we had one student who led us to build a water well to help other kids out. And now, as Tom mentioned last week, a third of the support provided for this community in Matete comes from us, the Bethany family. And so far this year, we've had no reports of any waterborne illnesses in the area we sponsor. That's why we sponsor children around the world. Jesus said, I was a stranger and you welcomed me. On the third day of our challenge, we had to imagine what it would be like to be a stranger who had to flee their home. We had to sleep on the floor immediately. Imagine if there was a, well, we don't have to imagine too hard. If there's a tornado or a hurricane or wildfires, it could be your community is being attacked or you're being persecuted. And I'm sorry uh, to say, but Jessica's daughter, Anna, is too adorable to illustrate sleeping on the floor, but I'm going to do it anyway. The adults who did it were not so adorable. They were grumbling about their restless sleep and their backs hurting. And I, my hips were so bad at 3.30 in the morning, I was afraid I wouldn't be able to get myself up off the floor. But we know that's not what the experience of being a refugee from our home would look like. As a child, I once had to flee my house in the middle of the night under threat of fire. And it was terrifying. But I only had to go down the road to a neighbor who knew me. And I only had to spend one night there. And I could go back home. For those who find that they have lost their homes and their community and their people and their entire way of life, there are missions we're involved with like Women of Vision and Refugee Services, Church Under the Bridge and Bags of Grace, Justice for Our Neighbors, Moving and Grooving and the Austin Disaster Relief Network and UMCOR. They work to help connect people with shelter and resources so that they can survive and try to start a new life, often in a strange new land and culture. World Vision reported to us that there were children who had to flee Venezuela because of violence and a shortage of food and medicine. They set up a child-friendly space, offering a safe place for these kids to go in Colombia so that they could find community. And that's why we sponsor kids around the world. Jesus said, I was naked and you gave me clothing. And depending on your sensibilities, Thursday was either really easy or it was really hard. You had to wear clothes two days in a row. For those who wear uniforms to work, not a big deal. You're like, yeah, no one's going to know anyway. Uh, there were some parents who had to face the possibility of wearing some spit up or some food on their clothes. 
But in a pinch, they could do laundry on the night in between those two days. For some people around the world, doing laundry is a luxury they can only do once or twice a month. My husband challenged me that day to go through my closet and purge it uh, to give clothes to one of our local thrift stores for people who don't have quite the abundance of wardrobe that I do. Some of our brothers and sisters at Bethany support the work at Reveal and at the thrift store at HCCM to make free and more affordable clothing available in our community. Meanwhile, there are kids in the Democratic Republic of the Congo who can't go to school because they can't afford to buy their school uniforms and pay for fees. And so they miss out on getting an education. And that's why we sponsor children around the world. Jesus said, I was sick and you took care of me. Friday for us was a day to reach out to someone to offer encouragement and support with a visit or a call or a card, maybe even an uplifting text message. It was a much more personal and private day for people accepting that challenge. I called a friend to check in on her. She uh, is married to a man who, as a child, he suffered from brain cancer and had a lot of really challenging surgeries and treatments that he had to go through, and, and he survived all those things, and he grew up and was able to get married and have a career and have children. And because of that cancer, though, he now has two brain tumors that he is also having to deal with. And on top of that, for my friend, and going through that with her husband and their children having to experience that, she's a pastor. And so she's struggling to find a community in her small area that can offer her support. And she doesn't have to offer support and lead that same community since she's a leader of the church in that town. For me, getting to serve over Bethany Care and Prayer and Missions Ministries, I am surrounded by a great crowd of witnesses to God's love in the world, followers of Jesus who visit when our brothers and sisters here can't come to the church, those who write cards, they serve in Stephen ministry, they pray without ceasing, they reach out to the last and the least and the lost right where they are to be the presence of Christ in the world. In Cambodia, children who suffer in situations of domestic violence, poor parenting, the absence of health care, they can feel really isolated and alone. And World Vision helps families and communities learn basic skills for children's well-being. We go into these communities to be with and to serve with the people there, to learn and grow together. And that's why we sponsor children around the world. And finally, Jesus teaches, I was in prison and you visited me. Our final challenge was really just to take a prayer walk. So in my mind, I was thinking, oh, you know, go on a trail in the woods or maybe go to a labyrinth. I had this really lovely idea of what the day was going to look like. But that wasn't really the connecting verse that we had. There are a lot of people who need us to take that prayer walk with them, who need us to come along beside them in our journey with Christ and offer them, engage them in a relationship with God. There are ministries like our Kairos and Epiphany Prison Ministries, Faith Home Restoration, Jills to Jobs, that help people in prison and who are released on probation to find hope beyond situations that seem hopeless, bringing a light into the darkness, that darkness of despair that crime and imprisoned life can lead to. New life in Christ. Across the globe, there are families in desperate situations that need our prayers, and they also need our presence, our gifts our service, and our witness. 
I didn't share that prison ministry picture with you. Sorry about that. They need us to come along beside them in their disparate situations so that we can offer the presence of Christ. People who need us to be with them because they cannot do this on their own. We can help by living out what we believe in ways that bring the life that truly is life to the people with whom we share Christ. And that's why we sponsor children around the world. That is our Missio Dei, our mission with God. Responding to the Matthew 25 challenge, a lot of people said to me over and over again how blessed they are and how we are blessed in what we take for granted. In our privileged lives, we have the luxuries of easy access to food and clean water, to clothing and safe shelter, to education and health care. Our challenges this week were really maybe some minor inconveniences. And if you haven't taken the Matthew 25 challenge yet, it's not too late. You can write this number down, or if you want to get out your phone, you can get out your phone and enter this number, 44888. You're going to text M25. M25 stands for Matthew 25. Text M25 to the number 44888. And take the challenge. It starts again on Monday. There are also handouts in the gathering area that you can pick up so that you can participate in that. If anybody's ever read the book Under the Overpass, it's a story of a man who decided to spend six months living on the streets to experience a homeless experience. And I recommend it. It's a good book. It tries to capture such an existence. But it's only a hint of the actual reality of being homeless. The author who was living the homeless life was doing it by choice. And he had an out. He had a lifeline to escape from the streets. The people who need us to offer the presence of Christ to them they don't have their own out from the struggles of life. Our efforts this week in the challenge were not that challenging for us. But hopefully for those of us who did it, we did it in prayer and in a mindfulness to allow ourselves to be in the stories of these children and what they experience every day, every week, every month, every year of their life. Each day wondering if there's going to be a meal today if the water they found is going to be safe to drink, if it's going to make them sick again. Wondering if today is the day that a parent or a sibling dies from illness because we have no medicine. Or is it another day of seeing others go to school when you can't because you're sick or too poor. We can't fully grasp what these lives are like. But Christ is with them and he is in them. And we serve Christ by living like these scriptural sheep from Matthew 25 who live for the kingdom of God. The Bible story doesn't tell us to sit and do nothing. It gives some pretty specific action items for us to abide by as we've learned from Matthew 25. And a few chapters later in the same gospel, we are unleashed into the world to act. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. This word translated as go means as you go, as you live and move and have your being, whatever you're doing, do it as if you've been taught by Jesus. Live in all the ways you can as a disciple and lead others into lives of discipleship as well. World Vision takes this holistic approach to heart 
in the work that it does. Everything we're taught about life in Christ through Matthew 25 is put into practice in the world. And I'm going to let Debbie tell us what that looks like. My name is Debbie. My home is Zambia. My dad's name is Obi. He is a good dad. He tells me about the time when I was very young. There was little hope then. My dad says he would always pray for change to come. If you came to my house today, you wouldn't even believe this is the same place. I live in a beautiful home surrounded by my family and friends. We have hope. The reason for the huge change in my family's life is a few years ago, children began to be sponsored. Soon, I was sponsored myself. It didn't take long to see the difference. There is now clean water steps away from my front door and plenty of food to eat. I go to school every day. I think I want to be a teacher when I get bigger. Sponsorship is the way God answered our hardship and prayers. Because I was sponsored, life for my friends has also changed in great ways. For my best friend Brenda and her grandmother, sponsorship means that they can have good, clean water. She was afraid of getting water before because during the rainy season, the stream was very deep and she could have drowned. The water was dirty and would make her sick. But even though she hasn't found a sponsor yet, she has good water just like me. One of the kids in my village is Adam. He might have the biggest <laughs> smile in Zambia. Adam just turned five, but still has trouble with his tongue. And even though he isn't sponsored yet, he can go to the clinic to get the help he needs. For my classmate Beatrice, my sponsorship means that her father and others like him received help to grow food. He's a farmer and through savings groups, he saved money to buy equipment to care for his fields. Beatrice never goes hungry and her father can save for her future now. And for my neighbor Lightwell, he loves to read. Because of sponsorship, he's one of the best readers in my whole village. All the kids get to attend a reading camp where we get extra time of learning. Lightwell can't wait for the class each week. Education guarantees our future. Death used to be common in my village. It almost killed our hope. But now the five of us have something else in common. Life. It is amazing how sponsorship of a child extends far beyond a single life how much a community can develop as we focus on caring for her children. There's a day that's going to come when we are all participating in this world vision of Missio Day, God's mission. We have that chance to celebrate with Christ at his throne. The needs are still abundant. The work still to do can seem really daunting for us. But God's mission that we get to do is joy and love and hope and promise. I've named several missions that we already do in our community that share these gifts from God as we share life with others. And I want to especially call out our work in Metete. So pull out the World Vision insert that you have. 
in your bulletin. You're going to hold on to that for a bit. A bit. We're going to pray for children and families who are waiting to partner with us in God's mission uh, together to do the work of his heavenly kingdom here on earth. And as I pray, listen for God guiding you to connect with a little brother or sister in Christ, calling you by name like a shepherd calls his sheep, and maybe naming one of his children in Matete who may be yours to teach what you know of Christ. Before you leave today, take a moment in the prayer or after to fill out the card. And at the end of the service, you're going to take your card to the World Vision table just outside these doors in the gathering area to get to, to meet your child, the first introduction of your child, or maybe the second or third child that you sponsor or for your family or your small group that they sponsor. Do good for these little ones. And in so doing, you do it for Christ. Let us pray. Holy God, we pray for these children that we have heard about in their stories, the children who have shared their stories on the screen, and so many more of your precious sons and daughters around the world. God, as we consider our own resources and abundance that we have here, we pray that these children, our little brothers and sisters, increasingly each day, week, month, and year have greater access to food and safe water, we pray, God, for them to have opportunities to be educated and receive health care so that they are able to grow big and strong and live healthy, productive lives. We pray, God, for the ways that we need to hear how you are leading us to be a part of their growing so that together we offer the Christ in whose name we pray. Amen.